0: G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Den and Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates actually, he's a perfect bloke to talk about national anthems and, and how it fits into the realm of sport. And I reckon he might have, well, I don't know. We'll find out from him. He was born in Australia but played cricket for England. Adam Holyoke, a very good morning to you. Um, were you ever confused about singing the national anthem when you patted up for the old enemy?
1: I was, actually, because... Um... When we, I think the first time we sang national anthems, they never did it at cricket games until I think the first time was in 99. And then at that stage, I realized the only national anthem I knew was the Australian one. So I I could only sing along to the God Save the Queen bit. The rest of the national anthem in England, I didn't know because I grew up in Australia. So... I had to tell myself when the cameras were on, don't sing during the Australian National Anthem. For
0: <laughs> and what about when the English one was on? Were you just humming away to that one, were you? With or, uh, or the I... mouth moving and no words coming out?
1: I just joined in at the chorus, just for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs>
0: Nice. Well, we'll get, we'll get in. We'll get into your. We'll get into your test debut very shortly. But I do want to pick your brains about coming up and playing against Australia, England. We know it's happening at the World Cup this weekend. Uh, England on their knees. Australia flying. D- does that matter? Does form matter when these two go head to head? In your opinion?
1: Well, I guess it doesn't matter in terms of importance, but I think it does matter in this instance because England's form and confidence is. Is that like really all time low. Well, in terms of the last five or six years, because they've been so dominant in white ball cricket, and um, yeah, Australia's just kind of peaking at the right time. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's going to be enough to beat India. India are looking unstoppable, but uh, as far as these two sides are concerned, England and Australia, I think Australia will definitely be going into it as firm favourites.
0: Mate, I, I love your history within. Yes, playing for England, growing up, being born in Australia, but since returning here, you've actually had involvement, especially in Queensland cricket. You've spent a lot of time with the the Queensland Bulls, haven't you, in a batting capacity?
1: Yeah, I've um, I've been the batting coach up there for a few years. Um, so I've had a lot of work with uh, Manu Slaboshain and Joe Burns and um, Matt Renshaw, uh, Jimmy Pearson. So. Uh, Bryce Street, these guys have all had, uh, you know, a dip at either Test Cricket or Australia A. So, yeah, I've had a – I'm not sure which side of the fence I'm sitting on at the moment.
0: <laughs> well, that was going to be the next question. Who will you be barracking for on Saturday night? Uh,
1: it's going to always be England.
0: It's um, oh, a shame. Jeez, I think that connection's falling out, Adam. It's great to have you on the show.
1: be <laughs> England, but I think I want my – the guys who I'm friends with, I'm friends with guys in both sides. So it sort of becomes less about who wins the game. Just hoping the guys that I work with and are friends with do well, I think. So I think I know what my parents were going through because they used to support Australia, but I hope me and my brother did well.
0: (laughs) 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 That wouldn't have been awkward at all. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Um, Mate, I'm glad you you mentioned that spending a lot of time with, with Marnus because because right now he he's the great survivor in this World Cup team. I mean his name, well he wasn't even in it to start with, and then he came back in and as a as a almost an injury replacement, and now there's a target on the middle order, but he just keeps getting things done. Has he done enough or has the middle order done enough to have their spots secure considering what we're coming into, not only just England, but then into the pointy end of the tournament? Yeah, I think
1: – I feel like he has. Um, you know, I think it's, it's good when you can have some sort of continuity between the test side and the one-day side. I know it's hard for these guys to um, back up and do all formats of the game, but I think the more – Formats you can get, the more continuity you can have in the side, then it always breeds well for the um, for the you know for the side. I mean, if you think back to that amazing side, the Australian side in the nineties, I, I get I, I, I sort of get twitches whenever I think about them. But um, in, you not only did you know the side, you could tell you where they batted, their batting order. The same you know think about the great West Indies side in the seventies, and they had that consistency of selection and consistency of knowing what their role was. So I think that Australia won't be wanting to – well, I don't think they should be looking to change too much at the moment because they're just looking like they're starting to find a bit of form. And um, I think that they should try and stick with the side that's got them, as, you know, this far in the last few games.
0: Well, look, M- Marcus Stoinis has been part of that, even though he he's missed the last two games with injury. But if he's fit, d- does he – does he come back in? I, I I remember asking Darren Lehman about you don't change a winning lineup, do you? And he just looked at me and said, Well, of course you do, if you can make it better. Does my yeah. does does Stoinis make this a, a better side? And if so, who comes out if he comes in?
1: Uh well that that, that is a good question. <laughs> um I think that I'm I'm always loath to change a winning side, but I think what Buff said there is, is correct in that, you know, if, if it's gonna make it better, you um you know, you, 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 you do. So um, I'm not sure who would come out. I mean, it depends. Obviously, I mean, he's an all-rounder, so he can replace a, he's a couple of different options, depending on, you know, he can replace bowlers or batter. It's like uh, the, the options, I mean, the wickets over there, well, they, I say they vary, but they, they generally turn and spin and, and are dry. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And there's a good battle there, isn't there, between the all-rounders, you know, green, mark, mm. Stoyness, uh, Maxwell, they've got so many all-rounders over there. So it's I think yeah, it'll probably just depend a little bit on the wicket and, and how they feel on the day.
0: Uh, Adam Hollyoak, my guest this morning, a man who, well, an Australian born in Australia, played for England, and we'll get into that in just a moment, Adam. But uh, you, you mentioned about could come in to replace a bowler. We saw the tail end when we lost, what, four for one? against the the Kiwis, such a great start. Again, that had been wallpapered over a little bit, those cracks that we lost four for one. And I've got to say, the biggest discussion in our household after what a great game it was against the Kiwis was Mitchell Stark. His bowl, he was he was going for 10 and over for the entire journey. Does, yeah. he, does he need a spell or is he just someone that, you know, classes permanent and forms temporary? It's amazing,
1: isn't he? He's one of those guys who's always... Uh, being criticised, I remember Warney, God rest his soul, used to love giving it to him um, he's he's one of those guys that he kind of I feel like he should be in the side, if the side's playing well you can carry him because he's one of those guys who can have an off day but by the same token he can totally blow the game open for you so you need to have a side that can carry him I feel um, but that said he could end up being your best player on the day so it's an interesting conundrum and in that i i think you pick him i think you have he has one of his great days if he does have one of his great days he wins the game for you if he doesn't then you've got a side that's already there to back up in case he has one of his bad days which is he has quite a few of as well so he's an exciting player i i'd always have him in my side that's my personal opinion um as as a an, an englishman you. You don't like seeing him because he can just—he's one of those guys that can get two, three wickets in a very short space of time and just bowl people out, which is a unique talent at international level.
0: Adam, thirty-five one days for Australia for, uh, for Australia for England. What? Oh no, for England and four tests for England. Your first against Australia. What was it like? And you mentioned Warnie. What was it like walking out to bat as a uh, born in Australia? playing for England, and England have a habit of this, getting all the South Africans and bringing them in to, to play play for them as well. You've got behind the stumps, Healy, Taylor at first slip, uh, Mark Waugh at second, Warnie at third, if memory serves me correctly. That's a fairly formidable lineup just to be standing behind you, in your ear as you come out to bat.
1: Yes, yeah, um, and we, we just actually, when I made my test debut, we just, me and my brother had, we played against um, against them in the one days and we beaten them three 0 So they weren't. I don't. I didn't get the feeling that they particularly liked me or my brother very much at that stage. And they kind of reminded us of our Australian upbringing. And I think some of the favourite ones they they mentioned was Judas, uh, traitor, turncoat, so amongst amongst others. But when you come out and make your test debut, you pretty much know that they're going to be after you. So I thought they I thought they might let me take guard first before they started um, <laughs> giving it to me. But it was, uh, yeah, like you said, it was Healy, Taylor, War, Warnie. I think Slater was floating around there somewhere. And um, as I was taking guard, they, you know, they started clapping from behind and you know, you're going to get it. So, um, and then they started to say, come on then boys, let's have this guy out. Here he is playing his first test match. And uh, you're trying to stay present. You know, I had like, McGrath was, my first ball that I faced in test cricket. And it's a great moment test debut. You want to try and be present for that first ball. You're just thinking you and the ball. And then um, they said, you know, here he is facing his first ball in test cricket. Um, all his family watching him on TV back in Australia, wishing he was playing for Australia. <laughs> Rex. And I was like, Oh, they know uncle Rex. And then auntie Jan. And then they started reeling off all of my family's name. So, um, you know, I was I was I, I might suffer from a little bit of ADHD, so my concentration was broken. I went from trying to face the first ball against Glenn McGrath to how the hell do they know Uncle Rex and Auntie Jan? So it was it was it was um it was Warney who mentioned Auntie Jan. So and at that stage he had a bit of a reputation of being a womanizer. So as I'm facing my <laughs> cricket, all I'm trying to work out is how does Warney know my Auntie Jan? And it's a bit of a worry. <laughs>
0: I'd be more worried about Uncle Rex then in, that, in that case. Oh, dear.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you got through it. How long – actually, how long – I should have looked it up. How long did that innings last?
1: That's actually the one – I think that was one of the um, few innings that I actually played well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think after that they didn't bother sledging me anymore because then they realised that the AD, it just let me go with my ADHD and I'd start – losing concentration and looking at girls in the crowd and i'd just get out myself so they didn't bother after that
0: Forty-five. So yeah, it was a good start. Well done. congratulations <laughs> Despite the distraction, despite the distraction. Hey mate, thank you for the chat this morning. A valuable insight, especially as uh, as someone uh, from an England point of view, you'd hate to see Mitchell Stark rolling in, regardless of uh, what his recent form's been. Um, good luck uh, for this weekend, for an English supporter. I reckon you might need it. We'll chat again soon, Adam Hollyoke. Thank you for your time. 35 one days for England. Australia and England uh, fighting it out at the World Cup this Saturday. Uh, we know now that Afghanistan uh the nearest rivals for us in that top four after they beat Sri Lanka overnight. Who would have thought that coming into this World Cup? Uh, 13 13 55 50, 50, 4 736 736 7, 7, National Anthem. Uh, Eddie Jones, anything else on your mind? Uh, how to stay cool uh, when it's now nudging? Wow, 29 degrees. It's a just climbing a top of 34 here in the southeast today. Ben Davis with you until midday today.